You're listening to a DM podcast. Welcome to Over the Back Fence. I'm Di Edwards. I'm Nicola Dale, and we're buddies of nearly four decades. And yes, we actually do happen to share a back fence. We do. <laughs> we love parties, people, inspirational stories, and honestly, making the most out of life. <laughs> so join us as we open our hearts, share our stories, and hear from some of the most inspirational people in the world. And have a laugh <laughs> along the way. Yeah. Enjoy. Enjoy. <laughs> Well, that was an interview and half with Tim Olson. Oh, Tim Olson. Gosh, yep. I love him. How's his yeah. book? Was it Son of the Brush? Uh, and, of course, Son of the Brush Bean. His father was uh, John Olson, who only just recently passed away. Yeah. Was what it do was? they call it? Australia's Picasso, they yeah, call him. Yeah, amazing, amazing artist. But, you know, what I love about Tim, he's raw and he shares living in the shadow of his father. Yeah. Like what that was, you know, how difficult that was for him. Absolutely. And, and going, how he yeah. overcame it. Yes. And his struggles, you know, along the way too. Yeah. And I too, at listeners, you're going to like love yeah. some when he talks about the Betty Ford Clinic. I mean, yeah. whoa. Amazing. You know, like it really is. So that's and, and his true love of art and he's got one of the most fabulous art galleries in Sydney. But yeah, I don't think anyone has had exp- as much experience as what he has in the art world. And I'm not talking about from the brush, I'm talking about overview of art. He's fascinating. I learned so much I from that interview. I learned so much too. Yeah. Yeah, Beautiful too, soul. Full of quotes. There's some yeah. great quotes yeah, in right. it, wasn't it? You I know, wrote it one really down too. too. I loved it. You know, what art schools yeah. are colleges of life, you know. Yeah, I love that. yeah. But, I hope that something resonates for you. You'll enjoy the interview. We yeah. certainly did. Fantastic. Enjoy. Okie dokie. Okie dokie. It's a great pleasure. We're going to welcome Tim Olson, one of Australia's most recognised and respected art identities and successful gallery owners, who just so happens to tell a good friggin' story. In fact, I quickly just grabbed a glimpse at Google last night and there was a financial review interview. I don't know, it was something like 2016. She said... Now, you imagine financial review, it's quite straight. But she said during the interview with Tim, at this point, I'm so absorbed by Olsen's story that the food has come and gone without me realising. Oh, So on that note for our listeners, let's welcome Tim to Over the Back Fence. Well, that's a compliment. (laughs) Thank you. Welcome, Tim. We are thrilled that you're here. Thank you. Thank you both for having me. I'm very, very... Very humbled, thank you. So, Tim, tell us, you know, obviously, you know, you're born with famous parents and I suppose there's the good and bad with that, you know, along the other way. But how did the art world sort of start for you? Was it all you ever knew? Well, I, I kind of didn't really want to get involved in the art world when I right. first left school. You know, I went to a school like King's, you know, and I was good at rugby and rowing and that sort of thing. And, and I was a boarder and... Really, I was really happy uh, being at King's, but my father cast such a huge shadow, and he didn't mean to hurt me, but everything was always about him. And so I naturally had very low self-esteem, thinking that I would never be as good as him in, you know, in my I might life. add that uh, we're yeah. talking about John Olson. Yes. All yeah. of you would Wills, know. Yeah. 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 Who's, and sorry, he sadly passed mm. away. He sadly had passed away five months ago. So yeah, yeah, so I've been overseas and I've just come back with my Mediterranean tan. Um, <laughs> which, good. Which, which, <laughs> which will be gone Looking next hot, week. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but anyway, I realised very quickly after I left school, I worked for, uh, for John Caldor, who was a very famous designer. You know, I realised that really I wasn't cut out to be I'm basically unemployable <laughs> <laughs> because I don't fit into a nine and five routine. I'm not very good having you – know, I think it was that King's thing of having authority. 
Mm-hmm. I wanted to get away from a situation where I, someone was had an authority over me again. Mm-hmm. So I, I went, just went, went back to art school and uh, didn't know where I was going to end up. I was actually quite good at drawing, quite good at painting, quite good at printmaking. But really and truly, you know, the whole my whole experience was defined by who my father was. All the teachers hated me because they were jealous of him. A lot of them were practicing artists who didn't have my father's success. And you get a lot of inverted snobbery and kind of resentment. And so really, I've had to work twice as hard in lots of ways. Being the son of a, you know, Australia's Picasso, as some people call it, which I think is a bit bit overrated. But um, I had to really find a way in the art world without probably being an artist. And I was able to do that. I discovered that I was a good communicator. I was good at, at making art sound easy. And, and, and I really hate the pretentious aspects of the yeah. art world. And mm. so my language is really simple and really direct about how I talk about art. And I found Healthy. a niche. And I found a niche in that. So 30 years later, I'm still in business. How wonderful. Which is yeah. remarkable. Yes, yeah. So you did mm. find your niche. I yeah. mean, you mentioned then about growing up under my father's shadow. Mm. That would have taken a lot to come out and find the light. Well, it, it did. It did. You know, he's extremely charismatic. He, you know, he's extremely well read. He's an avid, avid lover of poetry. Uh, you know, he was the, as he called himself, he was, you know, the darling of Sydney, mm. you know, as a young artist and highly celebrated. But, um, I, I realise that just to be yourself is the greatest reward in life. You don't have to be as colourful. You don't have to be everyone's cup of tea. And I think once you realise you don't have to be everyone's cup of tea, you're a much more appealing beverage. Yeah, yeah very <laughs> true. I love that. Tim, has that yeah. come with, yeah. come come with way, age? You know, your 60s now. Is yeah. it sort of a statement that you sort of think now through those decades you can say that? Yeah, I think, I think so. My father died five months ago and... Um, it was extraordinary, you know. He was painting up until the age of ninety-five, and he was in the studio every day. And only a few weeks before he died, he, you know, he said to me, um, "It's it's been a double-edged sword for you." He said this, to you, "Yeah," mm. he said, "Because I know Australia's tall poppy syndrome. You know, it, it creates a lot of yes, resentment and envy, and people would think you are good at what you did, or people want to be close to you because of who I am and me, you being my mm-hmm. son and everything." But I, you know, you've represented me. You've been the most honest art dealer I've ever had. You know, you've mm. always been very honest with money and everything, and diligent and paying quickly. And look, you've got forty other artists apart from me. And wow, I want to say to you that don't listen to anyone because you are a self-made man. So oh, you you wow. did a full circle with yes. your father. Mm. Mm. You you went talk about shining like yeah. before. I mean, obviously. Mm. Years before Dad passed away, you had an opportunity to rekindle that relationship and that love yeah. that you have for each yeah. other. Yeah. Because in life, you've a lot of people live and die without completing the full circle of a relationship that yeah. they revered and treasured. Yeah. In your case, after reading the book, and I, God, I hope the listeners, Son of the Brush, read this mm. magnificent book. Mm. But it's a brilliant book. For you to experience that full circle, how did that feel to actually come out the other side with Shine in the Light with him? Well... It was extraordinary. The morning, the day he died, he'd been working on four paintings for the, the last... The day he died? He, he been... Oh, <laughs> that, now that's a great What, life, what age are we talking again? He was 95. 95 to paint and the day he died. Hallelujah. And, and he that's was, living a fantastic he'd been, full he'd, life. He'd been working on four major paintings for the last six months. 
He went into the studio that morning, finished them, oh, and did wow. something unusual, which he normally never did. Yes. Because he normally does it until they go yeah. on the truck. But he yeah. signed them. And my sister and I were in the kitchen making lunch overlooking our beautiful lake in the Southern Highlands. Yes. Gorgeous. Beautiful yes. property we have. Mm. And he said, I'm just going to have a lie down. No. And, and, he vir- and virtually he passed away. The most beautiful way to pass What a life. A and to end yeah. his life I know, that He could have way. had lunch first. Yeah, like, excuse <laughs> me, it was in the oven. I think because he's been married four <laughs> times or something. <laughs> you know? And didn't he outlive all, the, he outlived all his wives too? He outlived he? all his wives. Amazing, isn't it? Yeah. Foreign women yeah. are meant to outlive. Which has made our inheritance look a little bit more interesting. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Absolutely. That's yeah. true. But, just oh, but don't worry, wherever there's a will, there's family. But when you're talking about going to Kings and you're like that, but I was just thinking you've had such an incredible life because didn't you sort of witness to this bohemian lifestyle when you were a young kid and sort of seeing free love and yeah. and then to get sent to a boarding school it must have been what from one extreme to the other yeah, yeah no um I could never work it out because you know <laughs> I, I, as a small kid I went to a one teacher school in, in country Victoria and I went to school in Spain when we lived in I lived in Europe you know as a small yeah. child I spoke fluent Spanish before the age of seven and then uh, for my left-wing parents who were friends with Gough Whitlam and Bob yeah, Hawke to yes. suddenly send me to the most right-wing school you could possibly imagine. It's mm. incredible. It was, was quite really the antithesis of my upbringing. Mm. But I can understand why now. Yes. You yes. know, because, yeah. because it's given me structure. Mm. And I think it's structure that's given me the path to success. Oh, how interesting is that? That's really, that is really interesting. Structure and boundaries because, and discipline, uh, which we all yeah, need. need. And, and particularly mm. kids too, because like in the book you talk about uh, dinners and the house in Watson's Bay. I mean, mm. we're talking about dinner with Arthur Boyd, Sidney Nolan. like Like these guys are just mm. sitting there having chewing the fat with uh, John White, Olson. You know, like, yeah. But as a small kid, you know, I used to tie Barry Humphreys and Patrick White's shoelaces together. <laughs> <laughs> You see them trip over. See, isn't that? I didn't know what the F they were talking about. They had something to do, had to do something. Wow. (laughs) But there was obviously a lot of stories told Mm, mm. that you bear witness to as a very young child. Yes. Yeah. In that kitchen or dining room. Yeah, no. um, You know, we lived in an artist colony for a little while, which was, it sounds really sort of rustic and hippie, but they were actually beautiful mud brick houses with bits of old stained glass windows from churches and. It was a bit like being in, in The Hobbit, you know. This, wow. Because everyone, oh, had, that's great. everyone yeah. had these amazing little houses and studios and, and there were uh, Clifton Pugh, the artist that sort of ran mm. this, had a, a huge fenced-off area where there were emus and kangaroos everywhere and and there was a big dam where everyone swam naked and mm-hmm. except for my mother who was quite, you know, she was a PLC girl and stayed oh, that way. Oh, wow. went to PLC. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that beautiful? The good and bad of but, it all. <laughs> against all odds, yeah, she was but, fully dressed. Yeah, but naked. I didn't really have any train tracks to really stay within, you know, with the kind of upbringing I had. Yes. And so I think my parents investing in my education. I'm not saying that I may have got a better education at a public school. Who knows? No, but if you weren't getting those um, sort of like boundaries at home, mm. I think there comes a time in life if you're going to function in life and in business, you, we probably all need it. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. And yeah. and I'm still friends with a lot of lot of people I went to school with who are, are now captains of industry, and so that's always good for business. Yes. Always, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So tell yeah. us about yeah. your business now. Well, it's 30 years old. Not a lot of galleries last that long. No, they don't. And yeah. um, I love Olsen and, galleries. And and uh, you know, it's it's not considered the coolest gallery these days. But I don't want to be the coolest. It's gallery. the real McCoy, though. Yeah. It's about quality mm. and about mm. what's real. And I like to express skill in what artists can do. I'm, I don't want to get into sort of 
high end conceptual art where everyone goes, you know, what's going on here? You know, mm. what does it mean? I like people to look at coming to my gallery and look at this and go, wow. I'm not an art expert, but I love this. You know, oh, I can see why so this art. Good, I can see it? the talent. Yes. You know, I like art where you can see the talent. Yeah. And well, I think that's, that's been the basis of why I think the business has gone so well yeah. is because people can see why things are good, even if they're not art experts. So as I said before, I do like to keep everything as accessible and unpretentious as possible. I always say to people that feeling is just as important as seeing. Mm -hmm. You know, how's a painting make you feel? What are you feeling? What are you seeing? Mm -hmm. If you propose those questions to people, they reach into themselves. Yes. Mm -hmm. And then they start to feel an affinity with whatever they're looking at or or not. Mm -hmm. Then we move on to the next painting. <laughs> yeah, you know, I love it. But it's yeah. really to do with the fact that everybody has the capacity to interrogate or to try. There's a natural instinct with all of us. Mm -hmm. You know, we all want to like other people, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. even... We all meet people and want to try and find a way that we can connect. Yes, and yes. it's the same thing with art. You know, you mm. need to set a parameter yeah. by which you try and make them want to connect with what they're looking at. What's important to me is because, you know, because I grew up in the bush a lot of the time. Mm. You know, I grew up in Watson's Bay essentially, but we we had a beautiful big house in the Karingar National Park. And we lived in the countryside in Victoria and we lived, you know, in tiny villages in Europe and always close to nature, mm. you know, the sea and wh whatever. Right. And, and I believe nature should be able to be felt through great art. You know, mm. the, the, the idea that even as something may look industrial that in, in what I exhibit, I like to sense that there's still nature trying to peek its head through or in oh, some way. Isn't that beautiful? I love yeah, that. It's just so beautiful because yeah. we always mm. talk about, you know, those, yeah, those tools of making you feel better if you're feeling down. And, yeah. you know, one of the big tips is always like even just like Take walk a walk in nature. nature. So That's right. It's, and I think listen, sort of, listen so to when the you're birds. a piece of art, you've got a whole other things combined there. Yeah. Yes. Good. Yeah. And I yeah. like also, too, that you don't have, as you're saying, the snobbery, because you can get someone who comes to an art gallery yes. and they don't know no. who's a famous artist and one from the other. No. And they don't have to feel it's not, you know, sort of like inadequate because they don't, haven't studied the fine artists of the century. No. And it's just, and what's, you know, you're sort of saying of what's sort of in someone's eyes is yes. great and someone else isn't. And so I love different. that you have that and it's so welcoming yeah, for everybody. My staff are very well trained into, like, I've had people say to me, I went to five different galleries. Your gallery is the only one I went into where I got a smile and someone got up wow. and gave me a catalogue. Oh, oh, welcoming. Wow. Yes, you know, yeah. and then we That's half a, the battle, isn't it? And then we made a sale. Yeah, yeah. there you yeah, go. No, but that's yeah. life, isn't it? Because some not? people have a fear about welcoming. going into art, Without art galleries or art, you know, because of that sort of fear of not knowing their True. art and mm. feelings. Yeah. Like, oh, I I'm not knowledgeable. Well, yes. don't come in knowledgeable. Come in with your heart. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. How do you feel? Well, I worked for an amazing guy when I was at art school called Anders Ausback, who was a restaurateur. He owned about five or six restaurants. Amazing man. He was. He was a... Not only a brilliant uh, chef, but he was just one of those. He was ha he sort of had Asperger's. Mm. He was a perfectionist. He, he even was a an opera tenor. Wow. You know, when I was working at the Wharf <laughs> Theatre, he, in, bet in between, um, you know, the pre-dinner and, and after theatre, he would get out there and there'd be a pianist and he would sing perfect. You know, Wagner. Mm. He's extra <laughs> extraordinary. Wow. But one thing Anders said to me, which I never ever forgot, is that whatever you do in life, Tim. It's all about getting the feeling right. Wow, it's beautiful. Mm. So you've mm. had good mentors, mm. Tim. Was that mm. correct through your life? You've had really great mentors, not just, say, through your yes. family, your dad. Um, yes. And well, your probably mom. searching for father figures but, too, I gather, when you're living under a shadow. Well, yeah, I sort of was. Uh, not sort of consciously, but, uh, you know, because my father married and moved out of 
you know, New South Wales, lived in, went and lived in South Australia or or he was married to a woman who basically extricated us mm. from his life. You know, mm. it's been pretty tough. Mm. He's made He made a couple of bad choices with women who wanted to try and make sure they got everything, you know, when he was gone. Mm. And it all backfired. The karma was like, you know, it all backfired, obviously. Karma is mm. a bitch. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 Can't see it coming, but it'll come, right? Yeah. Yeah. He really taught me is that your children are your, really your greatest asset mm. in regard to reflecting who you were as much as your art. And my sister and I have become very successful. A lot of people who with successful parents don't often find their way through life because True. they want to live as the victim or the person who was over so overshadowed they couldn't get on with what they were met, were born to do. Mm-hmm. They never learned how to become that cliche, you know, the mm. best version of themselves. Mm. They got involved in drugs and alcohol. And I nearly went down that slippery slope to right. oblivion. Mm. And I dug myself out. The I'm dark hole. Uh, wow. yeah. Can you share a little well bit done. about that? Because we've had, mm. you know, we've talked about sort of with people with sort of mm. addictions and, mm. and mm. Um, you know, and now, you know, that there is hope that you can get out. But you had a problem with alcohol. Is that yeah. correct, Tim? Yeah, I, I, I really, I think a lot of these things get down to trauma. And, you know, people are very critical and, 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 and judgmental about people who you know, can often find themselves in an addiction, whether it's cocaine or alcohol mm. or whatever. But a lot of it's trauma-based, and it's your way of medicating. I mean, I was sexually abused as a child. That may have been something to do with it. But also always feeling small. And and I spent my life always trying to please my father. And then when he would marry someone and then basically um, sideline my sister and I, I found that extremely painful. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a lot lot of the reason why I drank a lot and, Mm. and then sort of crossed that thin red line into alcoholism is because I, it was my only way by which I could feel some kind of escape from that trauma. Yeah. And, um, Just that numbing. Yeah, that, absolutely. That, that numbing. There's and many ways to mm, do it and alcohol yeah. will be one of them. And what yeah. was your turning yeah. point for that mm. then, Tim? I could see that it was starting to affect other people, but, but waking up under a Christmas tree, having not found my way to bed, and there was a couple of bottles of wine lying on the floor with me as I'd be playing spin the bottle with myself. Oh. <laughs> you know, it's, I mean, it's not that what funny. Did you but, do? No. but my son waking me up saying, Dad, my little four-year-old son saying, Daddy, all I wanted you to do was open, help me open my Christmas presents. Oh. That'll do it. That'll be a turning yeah. point. And and, uh. and I thought, this is just... Wow. This is That's as, rock bottom. Huh? Yep. This is as low as you yep. can get. Yep, yep. literally. Yeah. So yeah. I ended up getting a flight to Los Angeles and I booked myself... Was that city. the next day? The next day after after uh, waking up. That? I was able to have a, a, a lovely Christmas day and I didn't mm. drink again, mm. but uh, got straight onto a Qantas and then mm. booked a flight to yeah. LA and booked myself wow. into Betty Ford, you know, and arrived there with, you know, there was professors, doctors, movie stars, porn stars, you actors, name you it. name it, it. Know prostitutes. Like. Yeah. All, yeah. They're, all, wow. they're all thrown together and, they, and they, they don't care who you are. They throw no. you in, you're, yeah. you know. You're, Bit of tough love. And is it like an AA sort of meeting, you know, like where you – open up and you talk about things? Oh, it's, a long, pro- it's it a long process. The first thing they do is, is basically make sure you don't, you know, have a seizure and drop dead. Of course. Right. So yes. they, sort of, they ply you with Valium and you go and you get put into different little houses where you live with other mm. people of the same sex or whatever. Mm. But um, I remember the counsellor saying to me when I first got in, you know, um, Tim, you're here for a very good reason, you know. Mm. And I said, yes, I know. And he said, well, what would happen... If you went back to Australia and you started drinking again, I said, well, I'd die. He said, 
That's the best thing that could happen. Wow. Because, <laughs> because according to your family, you're an absolute pain in the ass. You know? <laughs> and that was like, my God, did I need oh, That was the best thing I could have heard. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, that's the day of the awakening. It's the day of the awakening. Uh, like the know? reckoning. Yeah. Wow. Okay, I'm you're, here to heal. Yeah, that bad. Any way out of here. Has that yeah. ever been said heal. to you since? No, no. <laughs> um, I never forget, I was sharing a room with this guy. <laughs> and I was giving him my long sob story about my life and everything. And he said, Tim, will you shut up? I said, why? Mm. He said, you think you've got problems. I'm the heir to Jim Beam. Oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> that's incredible. Is that true? That, that, that's true. Sort of, true. That's sort of wow. put to his own fears. <laughs> to rest. Everyone's got issues oh, around here. Yeah, and yeah. similar. He that's that amazing. Too. Yeah, yeah. That's incredible. <laughs> but of all things, yeah. the alcohol. That wow. is unbelievable. Hey, can that's I remarkable. ask you, have you ever stayed in touch with anyone from Betty Fox? You must yeah, have yeah. No, they've asked well, me to come crazy back. people. They've asked me to come back and speak. How to, wonderful. To, to, to wow. go there. Because I'm sure I, some don't yeah. come out the other no. side. I said to the counsellor, I'm really chuffed that you should reach out to me. You know, mm. And they said, well, your book somehow made it into the campus here. How wonderful. And Isn't we're it? just amazed of mm. who you've become. And you know, oh, from where you were. Tim, and, well done. And I said, That's but there great. must be a lot of people, mm. who, well, whilst I was mm. there, who have mm. got through it. And he said, well, unfortunately, about 12 of them are dead. Of the people that you were at? Betty Ford with. Mm. You know the most amazing thing about you, Tim, that's hit me like a ton of bricks, is how refreshing you are because you're so honest. So many people as well wear masks as we talk Mm. about a bit. I'm fine. I'm okay. No, they're not. But you, you, you put your life into a book. And, you know, ultimately by doing that, speaking your truth, and I might add you originally wrote the book which was all full of anger and, you know, there was a bit of gossip and whatever, and you turned it around and went, no, 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 I'm going to be truthful. This is what it's all about. How many people you probably haven't even locked into that you have healed and helped just from writing that book with your truth? Oh, I get so many people write to me. And uh, I can't believe that it became a bestseller. Oh, I can. Uh, okay. I can. I can too. I, I, I binged, listened uh, to it. Yeah. Oh, you listened wrote to it. Oh, it wrote, I did no, both. Oh, I listened. This one, this one is the reader yeah. and I'm the yeah. audio. I went to the 50th birthday of the Opera House the other night. Oh, yes. And yeah. Jan Utzen, who's designed the, yes. yeah. the... Yeah. His daughter, Lynn, who's an artist who lives in Mallorca, came up to me. And she had a tear in her eye. She said, Tim, I've read your book twice. Oh, see, you know? yeah. Well, there you go. Well, for it's listeners, we yeah. highly suggest it. And it can, like, you know, yeah. it's, uh, it's, it's lovely and vulnerability tr- too. It's also, it's wonderful when you open up. Mm. You know, ah. you don't realise. You're it's helping a, yourself and you're helping other people. And it mightn't be intentional, but you yeah. just do. It's a ripple effect. Well, you know, really it's a collection of stories. You know, yep. I, I, you mm. know how I wrote Best the book. Best storyteller. I had a gallery in New York, mm-hmm. which was so successful, was mm. making so much money, was doing so well, and then COVID hit. Mm. And I had to close it down. But in all the downtime I had, whether being in Ubers or flying, you know, mm. I'd, I'd take off from, from Sydney. And by the time I landed at Lax, I've written, you know, 3,000 words. And really the the inspiration was not just about trying to tell my story to think how amazing I am that I got mm. sober. But I wanted to, to a story for my son to read should he ever find himself in trouble. Mm. Oh, you know? That's beautiful. Great intention. Yeah. That's Great beautiful. intention. And that he knew what his father, you know, something happened to me, he knew what his father's life was like. And the worst message, you know, that people say, oh, look, you know, Tim, you're such a, a kind of seemingly normal sort of guy in a way, despite the fact that you mm. went, had an unusual upbringing, that 
that if you could do it, anyone could do it. And I said, no, that's not true. I'm just one of the ones that, that did do it. And, and it's... Yeah, so si- you simplified that. No, no, no. I just one of the ones that did mm. it. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I love yeah. that. Yeah. It almost sounds a bit like your mum then. You know, she was the mm. depth. Mm. Your father was the, the colour. colour. Yes. And yeah. you sound a bit... Because she, she mm. was very simple with her words, but my God, straight to the point. Yeah. Ex- you, know, you had a good balance, like, didn't you, with your mum? Yeah, I, being I the think so. Like, even though under the shadow of mm-hmm. dad, mum was always that lovely mainstay, that foundation stone for you. Mum is the one that told me to believe in myself and to, and to understand the importance of having dignity. Mm. Whereas dad was all over the shop. Yeah. Because you know, he was... Yeah. Dad just loved the attention, you know. He loved mm. being, as I said before, the darling of Sydney. He loved mm-hmm. all the flattery. Mm. He loved. Dad essentially had an alcoholic father, and it affected him enormously. Right, here we go. So, so Dad saw is, Dad, yeah. despite Dad's success, incredible success, he was still a man with very low self-esteem right until mm. the end. Right. Yes. And how how's your relationship with your son James? Is what you were saying. Nineteen. How beautiful. Here we go. The full circle. Is he well, an artist Well, we've too? just been in Europe together for a few months. Wow. So, is he an yeah. artist? Is he into art he's or? a great musician. He loves great. music. It's but his he's, creativity. But he's brilliant at writing. See, okay. that is yeah. good. For everyone listening, remember when we talk about art or creativity, we're not talking about necessarily a painting because mm. people go, oh, I can't paint. I say about what do you do to be creative? They go, oh, I can't paint. And I go, no, no, creative. What do you do? And they look at me as if I've got three heads. I go, do you bake? Do you write? Yeah, Do you yeah. put flowers in a vase? And they, yeah. they look at me glazed over. Yeah, mm. yeah. Like creative yeah. creativity is so mm. imperative mm. in our world today. It, well, it is. And, and, you know, there's a government closing down all these art schools at TAFE. Mm. But really art schools are colleges of life because what they're, they're – Colleges they're, of life. Yep. That's, yeah. a, that's, 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 that's a keeper. Yeah. We always yeah. say we're that's students of yeah. life, colleges of life. I mean, it's barbaric. Schools. But because mm. you're not teaching someone how to, you know, be a mechanic, mm. your job, you know, what you're doing there is a waste of money. Mm. So many people I went to art school with ended up mm. in film, mm. you know, advertising, graphic design, theatre, you name it. Art schools are places of self-discovery. Mm-hmm. We're learning how to make a, a, a painting or a print or a draw. You learn about what is it about you that's different to somebody else. And that's the great accessory to creativity is you learn your idiosyncrasies. Yep. And and it's amazing because art school is not about creating the next Brett Whiteley. Mm. It's, it really is about learning who you are. And in most cases, you weren't particularly good at school. Mm. But art school was your vehicle by mm. which you really learned about how to express yourself. And these bloody, so good, go- and these bloody governments, mm. these bird brain, black and white Mm. Morons are closing mm. down art schools, thinking they're a waste of money. That's what the world's mm. needing more. Yeah, we're yes, needing, we are needing yeah. more. Of As you that. were saying so before, it's like so black and white. Yeah. Well, the world, we're human, mm. we're organic mm. matter. Yeah. We need well, more than black and white. Well, it's good to have these open discussions that way. Yeah. And that's funny. Yeah. Tim, my son is quite artistic and he went to COFA and he also did, he went to New South Wales and so he did um, the business. So he's got like the mm. right and left brain going. Yes. Mm. And so, you know, currently, you know, he's doing some marketing, but he uses, because he's got that creative brain mm. in the business world it's awesome you know yeah, he's 27 yeah. and loving it well, that's what i use yeah. in running and the gallery yes you know, yeah, yeah. Got, they've got the blue, but, but with my son he's a brilliant writer and how wonderful and i never knew i was a writer i just just it just happened i love to get up and write my father every day woke up and just wanted to when you say to write paint. is that like journaling or is it like a diary like when you say write i just keep writing stories oh, in, in just it. a notebook great just, just a notebook. Yeah, Relative so my, to your day or your world, like well, being present? Or? Well, I, I, 
it's like Colette, the famous French writer. Mm-hmm. She was amazing, and she, being a female, she she struggled to be a successful writer in in Europe or in France those days because women were not capable, like any as painters either, weren't capable to, to be taken seriously as artists. So she, her husband, became her pseudonym. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, you know, he was such a terrible philanderer and, and basically mm. spent all her money. Mm that she in the end came out as Colette, as the one who wrote all these books. And I saw a film about her, and at the end of the film there's a wonderful quote by her, which it says, I've had the most amazing life. Oh. If only I knew it sooner. Only if I knew it Sorry. sooner. If only if I knew it sooner. sooner. It's beautiful. Isn't it? yeah. yeah. Well, that's sort yeah. of a thing on life, isn't that's it? That's actually, yeah. I've, I've written that in my bedroom. It's on the wall. Yeah. I just yeah. love it. Yeah. It's, yeah. Gorgeous, it's really special it? in my yeah. heart, that. And, and it gets back to attitude yeah. because, you know, you can, uh, you know, certainly times when I've felt depressed and everything and and thinking that, you know, it's not fair that I have to be treated like this and, you know, I can't help it because, yeah, the tall poppy thing, you know, mm. everyone wants to drag you down. As they say, you know, suffering is optional. Mm. And once you turn that around, suddenly everything changes. Mindset's mm-hmm. a huge thing, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Know? And I think sometimes mm. if you need the tools to or somebody to help you, whether it's a girlfriend, yeah. uh, you know, whether it's sort of someone professional, but sometimes just to put that shift in your head and all of a sudden it can be a great new day from sort of like mm. going down that rabbit hole. That's right. Mm. Hey, Tim, I'm dying to know, what art do you have at home and your walls? Yeah. What have you got? It's a mess. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I love this. I reckon it's a fabulous taps, A plumber's tap strip. <laughs> no, die honestly. Uh, this is great. Give me an idea. Yeah. I love a mess. I, I know. I dated a girl once and she said that I live in artistic squalor. Oh, no, that was the last yeah. time I took her out. Wow. <laughs> See ya. See ya. But, um, yeah, my father used to say, if you go into a house and you see a girl who has a shelf full of self-help books, no art, and no books other than those, run. Uh, run for the hills. <laughs> and if she doesn't like amazing. garlic, run even harder. <laughs> <laughs> that is so good. Oh, well. It's a great line, but give me an example. Come on, you've got to throw one at me that you have hanging on your walls. You've seen some of the greatest and sold some of the greatest artists. Uh, have you got your dad's in the wall? Is there a thing? I think, I think one of the last great things he said was, you know, with everything going on in the, in the world, he said, you know, there's never been a more important time that we need to seek refuge in beauty. Oh, well, refuge in beauty. Well, maybe wow. there's beauty on your walls at home. Yeah. There's a few nudes. We like some nudes. Can we? Uh, can I be a bit cheeky and say, um, in your 60s, how's the love life? Are we, where are you we at now? Um, oh, yeah, I, I basically was single for a couple of years. And um, at this stage, I've met someone who's very interesting. Lovely. And um, it's still early days, mm-hmm. but I don't want to curse it. Oh. No, yeah. but that's nice. that's great. We love to hear that, though. It's yeah. nice when it's you good can news. find love at any age too, isn't it? Because oh. you know we mm. sometimes get with our listeners who go, "Oh, look, I'm in my sixties. I can't yeah. even, yeah. you know, pass it now." Like Mindset. That. Whereas yeah. others, it's just like, "Hey, we're just starting out. Yeah, it's you know? a new yeah. beginning." You so, know, I think yeah. I think that's a good example of love at any age. Well, with the colour, baby. Well, it's, it's, he was colourful. I think it, at a certain age you get to a stage where you go, oh, anyone will love me will do. Mm. And I'm not going to do that. No, no beautiful. No. And I've got n- so many more big boxes to tick than ever. But you can't think that you'll ever tick, tick every box. No. no. But, you know, it's, it's really about connection. Mm. You know? It is. Mm. You know, like, I mean, 
sex to me is something where without connection it's just not possible and that's beautiful i tell you what yeah. that's music that's to most women's hear. ears i yeah. think too yeah, yeah. 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 well because it's you know, a personal connection and because it's, it's his truth again he's honest you've you're in such a beautiful place tim yeah true well, you are mm. and it, you know you're, and you're opening up mm. your soul and mm. a lot of people won't share that vulnerability mm. which mm. you know to be in a relationship and to get the depth there mm. is you know you need to be open and that's why this and book to see is each other, which can be scary. Yeah. Very much so. Because yeah. they sort of see your weaknesses. Yes, because you're more that, vulnerable. People, well, people assume so that. So they won't. They'll put no. that guard up. So you're not yes. that close, so I won't be that, yep. you know. So that can be a thing. But that's yeah. beautiful. And I Sometimes think that's a protection because yeah. they've been hurt before. They put up the mask. Yeah. But really, when you strip that down and you just roar, this is me. Yeah. How yeah. simple and is that? Get, we make it so complicated. It is, it's a fear, I guess. Absolutely. Too, yeah. So it takes courage a lot of the time. Sometimes courage to step into a new relationship because there's always is, the love, thing. It, love is scary. Yeah, because yeah, you have to. You know, so, if you're yeah. going to step in, you can have to. Yeah. You might get pushed out. You mm. could, and so it's a risk with anything. So go in and. Well, fly. I've always loved that quote by George Bernard Shaw. Mm-hmm. Love George. Who said there are two kinds of tragedies in life. One is when you can't find your heart's desire, and the other is when you do. Oh, <laughs> that's great. I love that. Tim, I love that's such a great quote. quote. I love that. I just wanted to quickly say I love the mm. Stephen Ormondy paintings in your gallery at the moment. We're going to put a whole lot of things up on our um, oh, great. podcast notes. notes. Yes. But Thanks, that particular one came through, I think it was last night. I looked at it and I thought... Made me so happy so and excited. It's colourful. Yeah, so mm. my sister mm. and Steve met at mm. art school together, and oh, wow. uh, they they've been together. Our family's been to art school. Yes, yeah. been Mum together. and Dad met at art yeah. school. Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. And um, they didn't want to work in coffee shops, so they set up a, a little stall at Paddington mm. Markets making jewellery. Mm. Now it's turned into a huge international business. They employ over two hundred people, but uh, the, the thing is, that designs the, the thing is, they yeah. still essentially were painters. And they mm-hmm. kept painting. Mm-hmm. And I think that's passion. why they're so successful is because they're true artists. They're pure artists on the side of being designers. And they've been able to cross that barrier of snobbery where you can't be a pure artist and a designer, mm-hmm. you know. Yes. You know, one's, one's really a, a kind of commercial offshoot. You sold your soul if you become a designer. But they've been able to do it. Louise just had a sell-out show with me last month. Mm. Now, Steve's show's come up opening this this it's week it's just beautiful yes. so anyone that just just click on mm. to Olsen Galleries they're in Pado the, if you want to be up something in your in your house to uplift you and feel good well, if that's you, how I felt well, yeah. if you, if you, if you love, if, you, if you love Matisse and all that lovely yes. sense of colour yes and, you absolutely know, the, 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 yeah. the post it's a feel good isn't had, it? Yeah. You know, Steve's got it what yeah. a beautiful industry you're in and you're yeah. a beautiful song we're so proud of where you've oh. come for those that um, I can't believe it's a job I see. Oh, I see. see? Yeah, that's what what they, is it? That yeah. My father used to say, yeah. um, try and find a job where you don't feel like you're ever going yeah. to work. Do what you love, love that's what you beautiful. do. That's beautiful. Well, if, yeah. if you find what you love to do, you never have to work another Except day in your that's life. That's exactly but it's right. just yeah. like, but honestly, the book, if you get a chance, just takes you on this remarkable journey. And, you know, he came out the other side. He's just blossomed. Now, before now, we leave, we've, yes, we've, we've got, got a couple of else signature questions. You uh-huh. go first, Nicholas. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, Tim, uh, what advice would you give your 20-year-old? Self. Mm. Oh, I know. I, I do the deep mm. breath with this one. Yeah, don't pick up the first mm. drink. No, um, <laughs> no. I, I think. I think essentially, I would have said to myself, everything's going to be okay. Yeah. Just, wow. just, yeah. I think the amount of times I worried about right. being as famous or 
thinking that my life wouldn't be as important as my father's and that success is based on what other people think. Success is how you feel about yourself. Oh, bravo, oh, isn't it? Just, bravo. That's just music to my ears. Isn't it? Yeah. Okay, yeah. last question. Yeah. That's beautiful. That's a secret, isn't it? Last question is, if you had the opportunity of meeting anybody in the world over the back fence, mm-hmm. who would that be and why? Oh. Living, passed away, they live over the Could other side Diane of the Nicola, earth. couldn't it? Absolutely. You know? <laughs> <laughs> we like the back fence, don't, said don't that. we? I love that one. <laughs> I'd love to meet Anthony Hopkins. Oh, oh wow. wow. Yeah, because yeah. mm. he's also, and he's quite open about it, he's he's one of me too. He hasn't drunk for God knows how many years. One of me too. For, one for, of me yeah. too, yes. I love that. Um, over 40 years sober, and he's... Got lineage. That, I mean, I'm a half Danish, but my other side of my family is is, is Welsh, and he's Welsh. I've always just just loved his humility, and he's he's just someone that I think I could spend a few hours in a restaurant with, and just love to listen to. Mm. And he would be able to tell talk about so many things that that would hit me you know, mm. to my very core. It resonate because he's experienced it. It's not just about our similarities; it's about what, what more can I learn about this journey? And um, in fact, I even, someone said to me, you know, oh, your book's so good, we should make, you should turn it into a movie, you know? And, I, and they said, who, who, who would you want to play you? And I said, oh, anyone but Russell Crowe. <laughs> <laughs> you went to school with him, didn't you? Oh, in, One in stage? Prep, prep school, but he, yeah, doesn't, prep he, school. Do, he doesn't remember. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but, um, but the fact of the matter is, I think Anthony Hopkins would play a great John Olsen. Oh, oh wow! Yes. Mm. Now yeah, you say I can see the barrier on his say head. Yes to that mm. as well. Mm. Holding wow. that brush. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Love oh, that. Wow. That's a beautiful that, Tim, one. That is so yeah. beautiful. Honestly, yeah. it's just been an honour having you here Truly. at the back fence. Yep. Mm. And I, we just Refreshing. love your big, open, big, vulnerable heart. You're like mm. a big, gorgeous teddy yeah. bear. Isn't it's it? so oh, true. So beautiful. We got, both got the most gorgeous hug when he walked. That's yes. another thing that's lacking. More hugs, hugs everyone. exactly. Yeah. It's yeah, so well, good for your health. Yeah. It's just, you know, getting your energy right. Because that's, you know, your, your vibe attracts your tribe. Yeah, oh, yeah, true. so true. Well, we yeah. love you being yeah. part of our tribe thank here. Yeah. So yeah. thank you. And really appreciate it coming yeah. today yeah. in so many ways. Thank you for listening, yeah. guys. We'll be yes. back in your ear next Monday. We sure will be. So back um, again. Don't forget to rate and review. And the, how many stars, Diney? Mm. Out of five? Out of five. 55. 55 stars. <laughs> I love that. Aim high. Aim yes. for the stars. Woo, time's 11. <laughs> See you on Monday, guys. Thanks for Ciao. Ciao, ciao.